Hello and welcome to the Science Fiction Book Review Podcast. My name is Luke Burridge and this is the show where I review every single science fiction book that I read as I read it. There's no set schedule, it's just whenever I finish a book, even if it's two days after the last time I finished a book, I do the review, stick it up on the podcast feed for everyone to download and listen to. Joining me today is my girlfriend, Juliana. Say hello, Juliana. Hello, Yuli. everyone. And uh, I, th- I just want to say thank you all for the, the congratulations uh, because this might be, depending on when I next finish a book, this might be the last time I can introduce Juliana as my girlfriend because we are getting married on Friday for in three days time yes yep. uh, again it, it, you were asking me like I was like oh what's happening this week and you you had compl- it completely dropped out your head what was it's going just, on ha- it's just has, it's it has th- no priority uh, no nobody is a priority <laughs> and I, I just want to say know. thank you to everyone who has uh, given us some uh, congratulations and stuff like that check it out over here on the um uh, oh, I've lost it. Um, SFBRP uh, listener group on Goodreads.com oh. episode feedback, which is which is a good place to put the wedding congratulations. Uh, Colin says congratulations to Luke and Juliana on their impending marriage. Um, <laughs> Lindsay said yes, congratulations to both of you. And Mark said yes, congratulations to Luke and Juliana. If you can get on okay doing a podcast together, then marriage should be easy, <laughs> which is quite funny. Uh, just to be very clear, like n- nothing is changing in our uh, in our wedding. No. In, in our wedding, in our after before and after the wedding, not a lot will change in our relationship. We still live not, together. Nothing really. It's, it's, it's just it's just um, uh, then yeah. then uh, stuff that I always already think is 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 yeah. already there. Other yeah. people also know. Also, yeah, we did mention in the last podcast episode when we announced this to um, we still haven't actually posted about it on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or anything no? like that. Literally, the only people giving us their uh, thank uh, our Patreon supporters, po- juggling podcast listeners, and uh, SFBRP listeners as well. Well, thank and, you so much, guys. And, and I yeah, uh, and I mentioned uh, that I, I put a. Uh, uh, an Amazon wish list, a wedding list for people to go. Of course, then I forgot to put the link in the blog post, but I had included <laughs> it in the blog post for the juggling podcast that I put in at the weekend as well. Right. And uh, so someone sent us a message along with a um, Parmesan cheese uh, grater. And, uh, citrus. Oh, yeah, citrus grater. Citrus grater, Parmesan ginger. Um, it says, good luck in your marriage from Nikki and John Gehring. And John Gehring, uh, thank you also for becoming a patron supporter. Because I, I, I was like, John Gehring, have, ah. have I ever had a message from John or Nikki Gehring before? So I typed into into uh, my email, Gehring, and it came up. Yes, he also became a patron. I said someone became a new patron supporter yesterday. Oh, uh, thank you so That was so also John. Much. So uh, again, thank you so much to all our listeners for the congratulations. Um, not just there, other people have sent us congratulations as well um, via email and, you know, Instagram and other places as well like that so thank you very much for all your uh, well wishes thank you if for the people who have uh, who are supporting us on patreon that is a massive help this year considering I, I know we mentioned last time that we don't have real jobs well Juliana has gone from two part-time jobs down to one part-time yeah. job and I've gone but from it feels well, like yeah. that one part-time job now takes up yes more time 100% yeah. of my time and I've gone from being a professional, uh, a well-paid professional in my field to being a beginner in another field. Um, and uh, have, uh, uh, the pay cut is, is real. I mean, the coronavirus pay cut is real. So I'm just saying any support that we've got so far on Patreon has been a fantastic help. So thank you all very much to our Patreon supporters. If you want to check that out, go over to patreon.com forward slash Luke Burridge. It was mostly for juggling stuff, but also uh, uh, SFBRP listeners are also going in there and chipping in, which is really, really handy. Um, and also, yeah, the, the wedding list. Maybe I'll actually put the uh, the list in. Uh, a lot of the, quite a bit of the stuff's gone now. Um, but uh, if you want to buy us, a, you know, some jars for spices, there's some... There's some yeah, in there as well. Like, and uh, I'm I'm always really, really annoyed by the 
the different sizes and shapes and colors and yeah things some yeah. are plastic we don't want are... a spice rack as such because you mm. know they're kind of they, they choose which spices and we have the spices mm. but we just want we want to better organize a spice rack and herbs and stuff in our life and stuff yeah. and also i put on a pizza stone and some a towel you know just general general um wedding house gift amenities. house gift stuff okay let's yeah. get on to today's okay, book then, well, what's we the do? book how could you finish that so fast? Well, remember I said the next book I'm going to read, or the next book I'm going to read is is Salvation... Saints of Salvation. Yeah, Salvation Pathway uh, by Peter Falmerton, Saints yes. of Salvation. It's a, it's not a big book. It's not a chunky book. It's like, I think it's like 16 hours, 17 hours as an audio book. So, you know, a, a, a decent a decent length book. Okay. Not as chunky as Peter F. Hamilton's previous books, that That's is true. for sure, that, which is yeah, really great. Yeah, there. It's a lot more streamlined. He's focused down onto fewer characters and like there was one thing happening. Building Although in... I say that, actually it's way more complex than that. But it's compared yeah. to some of his other books, which are like, this is a sprawling story and you're going to get to book three out of seven before you really understand what the story <laughs> yeah. is about in this case yeah. it's like no you get it and then the next book is ramping up the action i guess this is resolving the action um but juliana started reading it, haven't you 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 i started yeah i meant up page like 50 or something out of probably out of whatever whatever I don't it is on the, the ebooks pages. Uh, and here's the thing i was like well i've got that but if i start listening to it now i'm gonna finish it way before you and i didn't probably. want to happen that i had to listen to the end of it with you again you know to actually catch up so we could talk about the book um, so, uh, so instead, I decided to go to that Audible free library, you know, the book, free books, and look at that. Yeah. And one of the ideas was the second in the Embers of War book, which came up in some conversation on Goodreads with some people about another book saying, hey, if you like this book, you'll like this other book. Anyway, I uh, didn't do that. So instead, I, I went on with the new Vorkosigan saga book because all of those and are you, free then. Oh, and, no, not only the one. next. The, the next, yeah, in certainly line. not new. This is <laughs> the next one. And yeah. I am reading it in terms of internal chronology uh reading there's there's actually different um things here as well the vokosigan saga um written there here's author's note the vokosigan saga reading order debate the chef recommends so in other words what um lewis mcmaster bujold thinks the order that you should read it and she's saying hey this this is the order this is the order. And what is the order? When where does this come in? Uh, well, this is this is uh, goes falling free. Shards of honor. Barry Owl, Warriors Apprentice. Mountains of Morning and Weathermen, which I think are short stories. Yes. The War Game. Yeah. Uh, Setaganda, and then Ethan of Athos. And the last book I read right. was Setaganda, and then this one is Ethan of Athos. Okay. Okay. Tell me about it. Well, first of all, I just want to say I totally get why people say or why the chef recommends you read it in this order. Okay. Because here's the thing. This is her third novel. This in in, in publication order, this is the third novel in publication order. Ah, okay. And it's not very good. It's, <laughs> uh, well, put it this way, you can definitely tell that someone is like fi still finding what the voice is. Right. And I just want to say up front that... Um, I was like, as I was going through this this series, I was like, oh, Falling Free, that's kind of this weird one that stands by itself. And then you got Shards of Over Barrier, which tell the story of um, Miles Vokosigan's parents. parents. Yeah. yeah. It's so, the, the before Miles yeah, yeah. It's so The it, ones that, it's I, Cordelia that we really, and, really uh, enjoyed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, these ones I really enjoyed. So you yeah. can see that, oh, we've gone back to that well. We get some stories with Cordelia Naismith and Mr... 
Vorkosigan. Yeah. <laughs> I, I count Vorkosigan, I guess. Oh, in the... Ethan of Athos, we go back to that. No, no, we don't. No. But what oh. I'm saying is, the f- so the first book, uh, let me just go over to the publication order. This will make it sense. Shards of Honor. When Cordelia Naismith and her survey crew are attacked by a renegade group from Barrier, she is taken prisoner by Aral Vorkosigan, the commander of the Barrier and ship that has been taken over an ambitious, ruthless crew member. I say. So the, it's them, you know, getting together, falling in love, you know, right. in that kind of way. Quirky. It's a meat cute. And the next one <laughs> is The Warrior's Apprentice. Um, uh, uh, living up to his uh, the impossible task of living up to his warrior father's legend and surmounting his own physical limitations, Miles Vorkosigan faces some truly daunting challenges. So we're like, all oh, right, we have one character here, yeah. which is Cordelia Naismith, and then we're going, ah, oh, here's another character over here, Her which is Miles Vorkosigan. Yeah. The third book. Ethan of Athos. On Athos, a world without women, Dr. Ethan Urquhart delivers babies from uterine replicators. Uh, But when ovarian cultures start dwindling, he is sent abroad on a mission to replenish the planet's stock. So here we have like our third main character. No, no, don't don't get all sad for it. There's our third main character. As far as Louis McMaster Bajold knows, she's had Cordelia Naismith. Good, yeah. great story. Miles Vorkosigan, yeah, great. Yeah. You know, like uh-huh. he's a, a a dynamic, interesting character. And then it's like an Ethan of Athos, and here's that main character. And then I can totally understand. And again, I haven't read more later books like chronologically, but I can totally understanding her going, eh, yeah, probably no more books about Ethan. <laughs> Let's like, go. Let's go let, back to the this, other people. Th- this setup over here, eh, that's actually not where we want. We actually want oh, like okay. we are, want some mercenary group. You know, like uh, Miles Vorkosigan's mercenary group and that gang. We'll we'll have some adventures with yeah. them. Um, apparently, his brother comes in later. You got in in the previous one. You had Miles and his you know blonde, tall, good-looking sex port. Ivan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you you start. I think you started reading. I, I started that one reading as well. the ball game again, yeah. and then you said I shouldn't read it. No, it's not actually. that. It's that as you were right. reading it, you said, "Oh, I didn't." remember anything about no, this book. No, I still can't. I didn't. I did, and then nothing I, I, came back to you. I did finish it some, yeah. of, uh, somehow. Yeah, you did. But, you finished but the, the war game. I have no recollection. But whatsoever. again, I'm reading this chronologically um, or in order. Oh, sorry. But now on. I have a very important point here. What? You know, when uh, when an author starts writing books and it, it, it becomes a series of books. Yeah. You'd think that they, they started with the the focus on the that the, the know already what's no, the character and that's the, that's our point you don't know which character ah, is you need to see what the fans so response is, are you need to see where like oh i put out a book for you miles vorkos again right and you're like ah so this is not the urquhart um saga this is the vorkosigan saga right. and cordelia cordelia um Naismith or whatever, yeah. she can fit in there no problem because that's her getting together and it's in the family. So I totally understand. Yeah. She wrote this book, Ethan of Athos. It's not very good. Ethan is not a very interesting character. <laughs> the world that they set up is not very interesting. The okay. adventures that they go on are not that interesting. One of the main characters is like a side character from the previous book, from the uh, from the hmm, what did I just say? One, yeah, from the, the Warriors Apprentice. Apprentice. Yeah, yeah, you can see that there's this uh, there's this uh, woman who's come in and she has been involved with Miles Borkosigan's crew, and now she's over here on a mission by herself. Uh, oh, I see. And but as I was reading, it, I was like, why her name is? Mm, I should have a look at it. Um, oh, I should have. Yeah, the names. Her name was, and I should look up here because uh, somebody else says, "Oh, Eli Ellie Ellie Quinn." 
so Ellie Quinn turns up in this book. I don't remember her at all from the previous book. And I remember her role in the previous book. Yeah. As she is some kind of, uh, per, as she's the she's the young woman who kind of falls for Miles McCosigan, kind of, or whatever like that. Um, anyway, in this book, I'm like, why aren't we just following her story? Because her story, like, she's the one on a mission. And when Ethan of Athos is like put in a box and said, all right, stay there. Don't do anything. I'm off to go, to go and do something interesting. They go off and do something interesting. And she comes back and like, all right, here's now the plan. And I'm like, why aren't we following her? But again, this is the Forkosigan saga by, you know, and so everything, like I said before, this is podcast level of attention that you need to do it because everything is repeated three times. All of the setups and all of the checkoff guns that are going to be on the wall are like hammered home over and over and over again. And there's only one viewpoint character. So if somebody else is doing something interesting, we don't see it. We stick around with Ethan of Athos. Uh, Wait a second here, though. What? You just said he gets put in a box. I'm, okay, I'm saying like plot wise, when someone says, hey, hang out in this room, I'm going to go up and find something oh, out and I'll so, come back. So the the character that we follow along yeah. then stays in the room and the person and just goes waits off, around, does and, the interesting stuff and then comes back and we get to hear about it. Yeah, and they just kind of fill them in and say, all right, well, all now, right. now the plan is here. Yeah. And there's this whole other adventure going on, which well, seems... Why are we not seeing that? Well, we are, but we're seeing it through Ethan of Athos, uh, Ethan of Athos's point of view. Ethan, Doctor Ethan. Yeah, but we get it from like a third person, like not even third person. We get it from yeah, just kind of filled in later. Hearsay. Yeah, no, I, but again, it's not bad. Like again, the story that she's wanting to tell is from this one person's point of view. Yeah. Because it's a classic fish out of water, stranger in a strange land. He comes oh, from okay. a place which is uh, like this religious, like this religious planet where it's like an order of monks or whatever, and they're like, "Hey, we don't need women. We can go and be monks on the planet." And of course, they get there and they're like, "Yeah, but we actually need a continuing population." Mm. So they use these uterine replicators where they can get um, uh, real life. Uh, um, ovaries with the eggs and as the eggs come out and then the female eggs they keep in there uh, and you know because once because uh, it's actually very early on in a um, fetus's life a female fetus they grow their ovaries really early and they yeah. grow all the eggs that they're going to have all it's, there. it's, it's right all there from the beginning yeah, yeah. and uh, and so the the any any you, any child which is born from these things which are um which just... come out which came out male they use them as as population and mm. any that are female they halt their growth and just take the just take the eggs out and then use the eggs and they yeah. continue on with that kind of thing great and at the start of this that process has worked pretty well for 200 years but it, it's like it does it doesn't really work and they need an injection of uh, fresh fresh uh, genetic material and the genetic material <laughs> arrives and the genetic material is all it, it's not real it's like hey we've been ripped off here um, we need uh, to work out what's happened, go back and track down what's happened with this delivery and get a new delivery of um, ovaries and eggs, female female ovaries and f- uh, human human eggs that we can we can have this extra uh, stuff coming okay. in there. Always, um, I'm always a big fan of these kind of stories. You're always a big fan, are yeah. you? Maybe maybe that was sarcastic. It's the um, it's the planet of the men who all <laughs> hang out and have gay sex together and companionship or whatever they call it. Yeah. And they set up there. There's actually this one quote which I I went over here to Goodreads and uh, they have these quote sections you know here yeah um on the right hand side. But as I was scrolling down to find that I actually found it in Lindsay's review and he he had the quote that I was looking for anyway. So he says um he's talking a about, bit about like ha- like how they can afford to like oh how can you afford to bring up children. 
And she says, really, I don't see how that can be. Why, the labor costs alone of bringing up a child to maturity are astronomical. There must be something wrong with your accounting. Her eyes screwed up in an expression of sudden ironic insight. Ah, but on other worlds, the labor costs aren't added in. They're mm-hmm. counted as free. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's yeah. that whole Here kind of go. thing. Oh, there's this huge, there's, there's well, this kind of, this kind of care work yeah. is huge, uh, yeah. hugely uh it's a massive contributor, in, in contributor to the like the economy, to the and, economy how society and society works. Yeah. And we've seen that especially now due the, during the pandemic yeah. when suddenly uh, people had to work from home and the, the schools and kindergartens yeah. were closed, and somebody still had to do the yeah, the you, stuff. And the, who who goes down from from their full time job to part time job? Yeah the women well it's not always but yes but no, the but general rule is yeah like generally generally that's happened uh, i saw that yeah. that you, i think you retweeted it as well or maybe i retweeted it which was uh, or maybe we both maybe i retweeted a retweet that you did which is somebody <laughs> saying that oh i'm as a single person i'm trying to have a full-time job and be sociable and you know cook for myself every day and do all the housework and do it and keep myself fit and i just don't know how to do it like how am i meant to be an adult and someone yeah. replies saying well all of that what you're trying to do is is that you're trying to recreate a, a 1950s home life where the man went out and worked and earned all the money and the woman did all the unpaid housework and, uh, exactly. and all that kind of stuff. And it's actually a two-person job to run a house. And we've discovered that now. It oh, used yeah. to be that like you would you would do work and I would do work and then I would go away on, on a work trip. I and, would just live by myself. Yeah, live by yourself and, and then you were doing, doing and okay. <laughs> and then I would come home and then I wouldn't have to work when I was at home. Yeah. And so I could do the housework. I could do the shopping i could do all that kind of stuff and i would free up enough time and energy for us both to do more time and energy stuff yes whereas now i'm doing quite a bit of work and just we both sit side by side on the computers for six hours a day or whatever it's going to be yeah um and yeah it's like we oh have to actually it so it's like um you you kind of do it whenever you see it yeah. and then it's like but didn't you use, no, it's just we're so keeping much. on top of it but yes. it, it i definitely find that i have less energy and less uh, all that kind of stuff because beforehand yeah. i could play the part of the stay at home when while i was at home i was the stay at home house husband yeah and when i wasn't at home and i was off doing a work trip or something you would be you I know just had to take care of myself you, you were just taking care of yourself but then you were only doing it for one person yes yeah, so, yeah exactly so yeah it's this weird kind of thing anyway moving. yeah yeah no but it's it's this really huge topic also yeah. concerning uh, um, the the pension gap. I don't yeah. know if, if that if that's. I didn't want to get too far for no, this. It was just one I quote wanna, that I wanted yes, to talk about. Yeah. Get, because it is it is yeah. quite impressive because it's um, of course it it don't don't have to be the women, but in yeah. general the women are the yeah. people who earn less. So yeah. when it comes to uh, who then takes care of the the baby for a, yeah. a short amount for that amount of time. Yeah, yeah it's it's, it's purely that way. Sort of like if someone is going to take half a pay cut. You want the person who is already earning already less, less money, money. Yeah. to take the pay cut. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let's move on from that. So, in fact, let me bring up my notes because I did make a few notes here. All um, right. Uh, let's, let's bring these notes down here. I still want to talk into my microphone as I do this way. Oh, yeah. So he get, arrives there and he faces um, Ethan. Ethan. He comes from the planet of the men. Yeah. Who's only men there. He's never seen a woman before. There's really strict sensors uh, to like, they're not even allowed to see pictures of women or know anything about them. Like it's really, really, really strict. And like, he wasn't prepared for his outside trip. Well, he, he, what he'd done is he'd looked up because he's a, he's a doctor, like a scientist doctor. Yeah. So he would, any time that some, uh, 
publication, scientific publication came in, he would look at the authors and see if they, and he would discover they were women if they had their uh, photograph included mm. in the in the scientific publication. So the only women he's ever seen uh, published um, published authors Scientist. in scientists, yeah, you know, okay. female scientists. And so he gets there, totally unprepared. And it's that it's it's the dumbest of the dumb fish out of water stranger in the strange land, like yeah. the dumbest. But again, it's fine. Like, it's fun. It's it's not aiming for any like massive things. However, this was written in 1984 or something like that. Okay. And when confronted about coming from a, a planet with just all men and yeah. who were uh, who, you know, who comfort each other and all that kind of stuff. Straight away, he goes into this bar and sort of like, oh, there's no there's no women in this bar. I'll feel comfortable. And so he goes in there. They find out where he's from and just immediately all the homophobia comes out against his planet because he's oh, right. they literally say you're from the planet of the fags. And then somebody else says oh. something. And then it says, and then the third guy said something even more coarse. And I'm like, oh, come on, give us give us the thing that's even more coarse. But again, it's this, you know, Lewis McMaster Bajold is, is a very good author of telling, not showing. And mm. in this case, she told us that somebody said something coarse. But of course, this is a book that needs to be approachable. So even though she's talking about um, homophobia mm. and uh, and I guess the, she, she was like, like this is maybe a more edgy subject or something like that back at the time of, of like, oh, no, we're going to have our hero coming our hero is gay he's coming from a whole planet of people who are brought up cultured as as gay yeah um and that's what he knows and that's what he's happy with and that's what he wants and then yeah. he's being faced with that but lots of pulled punches in this way yeah i think um so yeah uh so that's that's what happens what else is the thing like um Mm, oh yeah what i noticed before about this book and i said this before uh in the previous book that like it always seems to someone gets into trouble by accident and then they get out of trouble by accident and then someone turns up how conveniently how convenient. and 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 that was the thing that when we went back and uh, uh i uh, i looked up the uh the 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 podcast i didn't actually listen to it but i looked at the podcast of the vore game and these other ones yeah, i was yeah. that's what we always said like oh it's it's very convenient that like and the same kind of and <laughs> that, i actually started writing down what was convenient or what happened by chance mm. in this book or what seemed to happen by chance even if later on they said oh actually that didn't happen by chance you met that person because you this was some you know conspiracy or they, they were connected thing. to you in some other way yeah. so it wasn't convenient they were there to meet you because they want they wanted to see what was going on but the author put it in the author put it in there but it's actually this so in, in but what was happening i realized i was writing down this thing sort of like met a woman who happened to be smart and kind the same woman turns up just before he gets beaten up and saves him uh don't, don't kill him here take him outside to kill him it's sort of like no you're gonna kill him but again it's very convenient that they don't want to kill him here they want to take mm. him and you're like oh that's convenient yeah. Yeah. and how convenient that the person he trusts like the person he suddenly finds and trusts at the start happens to be the person from the previous book like i said this uh this um whatever her name is quinn from this previous book who we know is the good guy like is is on or on the side of the good guys and we know it is because she's she's friends with miles vorkosigan right and so but there's nothing in the book to know that the person he's trusting is actually trustworthy except for us outside of the story to already Knowing know her, met her before yeah that when she's talking about commander naismith she's talking about miles vorkosigan and he was the hero of the previous book so she has to be trustworthy, if you know right. what I mean. Like it's yeah, like yeah. it's like this out outside. It's like knowledge from the outside of the book, which goes, "Oh yes, this is the hero." That's to, like we know this is one person is a good person and, and is a hero. And we immediately know, Hannah, we can we can be assured this is all good. 
Yeah. There is no second floor to the thing. Yeah. And then I said, prediction, the person he ran into dealing with the birds will help track down the MacGuffin later on. How convenient. And then I said, yep, close enough. That is what happens later on. <laughs> Previously, unknown faction turns up and gives someone a weapon. Uh, I'm skipping over a lot of the convenient stuff. But at one point, they're like, oh, I'm going up to the into this. I'm going into this dangerous situation. But he's such an idiot. He doesn't realize it's a dangerous. He's, he's walking into a trap. He doesn't realize it. But somebody who has never been mentioned so far in the story just walks up to him and gives him like a weapon, like a get out a free Deus Ex Machina machine to get him out okay. of this situation and then he walks into the trap well, and how then did he the- earn that? He didn't own it. It just—it's very convenient that the person just decides that he's the way to. Oh. But so what actually happened was instead of writing down the things that were happening by chance, I wrote down the things that our main character decided to do and used his good judgment to do, or to like actually discovered something and realized something for himself. And it did happen. He actually realized that thing that I said before, like the person he ran into dealing with the birds will help track down the MacGuffin, who later on this person who just arrived in the plot and then disappeared from the plot for no reason at all. Mm. I was like, well, that person is obviously going to be very important and she works for the quarantine kind of thing. She works for the quarantine agency, like the, what do you call it? Like the, um, like the health, like don't want to spread disease agency. Right. D- yeah. Disease control agency or whatever it is. Health authority. Yeah, the health yeah. authority. And she turns up, we have a scene with her and then she disappears from the plot. And I'm like, well, she's obviously the person who's... Back. not. I'd already worked out what the plot was. Like, right. it, it, like there was, again, there was one thing which I didn't it's exactly... Like, much. Mo- like one of these in in the movies if you suddenly have a a, a really well-known actor turning up yeah they're not going to be a minor part be, yeah. like i mean sometimes it happens but then it's a cameo and it's and it, then it's a joke on you that someone turns up and they just have like two minutes yeah. and it was like for yeah. them one day of filming and then they leave and you're yeah. like oh well that's a fun cameo put it in but yeah normally if someone turns up in the background and you have like three scenes of them and they're a famous it's that is that it was that kind of thing that was taking taking place this person would have been played by somebody who was sort of like a, a really well-known character actor who was who's obviously played like like bad guys in the past or is a woman but you know what i mean like whoever yeah. it's going to be yeah um so okay. so um and it, it was her she didn't know so the the key thing which ethan of athos did in the entire book was that one thing he made that connection that i had made as soon as she turned up but i was making it because i know how novels work and stories yeah. work yeah. but he actually made that connection and it's a real thing because it's only said and time slowed down and something flashed in his brain and then time sped up again and he's like hey you must have been the person who dot 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 and i was like <laughs> yes that's literally the only thing that he does himself he decides that that is going to happen yeah. and he is going to say those words yeah and that that is what he does even though all of the information he found out up until that point people have just told him the person in that same room somebody is on some truth serum and can't stop talking and the only reason he gets enough information to to make that discovery or to make that connection himself was somebody else who already knows what's going on and knows that person's backstory with is just running his <laughs> mouth up and saying all that stuff over and over Okay. And I'm like, wow, this guy isn't doing anything. And that's the thing that I'm saying. Like over there, like Eli Quinn is, or Ellie Quinn is, for some reason I had Amanda in my name in my head, but it obviously isn't Amanda Quinn. Yeah. Um, Ellie Quinn, she's the one going out and doing stuff and finding stuff and beating people up and, and saving people and things. Yeah. And we're just following the guy who's being led around in circles by other people, being used by other people. And is pretty much saying, hey, let me use you and, and you can work with me. 
To be honest, this reminds me still very much of the the stories that we keep getting from Miles. Exactly. And this, this is, is my like... this is my other note. My other note. Same story as Setaganda? Question mark. <laughs> because again, it's somebody who arrives at the airlock, comes out the airlock, is immediately involved in some situation, trouble. some trouble, doesn't understand why he's in trouble, yeah. has to work out what's going on, is yeah. being used by other people. Lots yeah. of other things are happening around him. But yeah. because it's first person, and well, not first person, but the point of view, like, yeah. yeah, goes around, gets into into trouble, get saved randomly by other people. I'm like, oh, it's the same thing. And I totally it's, it's understand. You just told me exactly the stories yeah. from uh, the war game. Well, like, I, don't, I don't remember the war like, game, but the Setaganda is he very much... He gets put there. He does nothing. Uh, he gets in trouble. And How he gets convenient. Saved. How convenient. Uh, there's another thing as well. Uh, uh, I said using... Uh, there's a few times when they're like, use, let's use this uh, innocent person who is this side character. Let's just include them in this operation. I'm like, oh, that's going to end badly. And of course, that person is, is, ends badly. You know, all these different kind of things. So like, why are they doing this? Talking about idiot plotting. This is this is quite kind of very low, kind of low level idiot plotting. Okay. Um, and also everybody is either really, really incompetent or they are... Mildly not incompetent? No, they are, <laughs> they are competent in a way that they will always do their job per- perfectly and not... There isn't even... Like, in some of these opportunities, I'm like, well, the, the people who are incompetent have got people into this trouble. But then all we need is the people who are in trouble is to just offer these other people a bribe. But they never think of that because there's two states. There is a competent... Um, good, can't be bribed, always yes. does the job, yeah. doesn't cross yeah. any lines or anything so like no, that. So there's never any grey areas. Yeah, well, the grey areas is, like I said before, about the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. There's people who get into trouble because they're so kind and they yeah, can't help yeah, rushing exactly. in and helping yeah, someone. Yeah. And there's other people who get into trouble because they're idiots and then there's a whole conspiracy going on and some people get into trouble because they're just nasty people. You know. Yeah. So there's no black and white. It's sort of like, ah, that person is a bad guy. That person is a bad guy. That person is a bad guy. All right, there's, there's the bad guys. This person is the good girl because we know she is because she was in this previous novel. And this person is the honourable person. We yeah. know he is just because he's good looking. And he doesn't take bribes. And he doesn't... And no, and the other people who are these faceless people or just faceless functionaries yeah. or, which just has to happen so it's a very like it's the the view of these books is so conservative mm. but not like like not like capital c conservative we're recording this on the on the day of a of a of a, mm. an election in america but again i don't want to go into the to, into politics in that way mm. but i'm saying it's sort of like it's so it, it everything is easy and nice and there's this one thing which is interesting oh planet of the males like planet of the fags as they, they're referenced in this book which is like our 1980s homophobia that's put there as well mm. but that has almost nothing to do with the rest of the story except like one person doesn't like the planet or a few people don't like the planet you know okay um but there's but that isn't in the end isn't anything to do with the homosexuality there or anything like that it's it's some other reasons as well so you, everything is very disconnected you know what what this whole setup for this story doesn't feel like there's much there there like, isn't much there, there it, it the audiobook like, is like seven hours long i right. just it just blasted through yeah. it in two days that makes sense well because it feels a bit like you're like i don't know you're on a cow cow farm and you need some new uh some new yeah, samples. Mm-hmm. Male cow. Yeah. To yeah. But it's fine. Again, it does lead to interesting things, and there are some interesting, you know, things about genetics and things about genetic engineering, like in Setaganda. Like it's some interesting stuff yeah. there as well. Okay. But 
it it isn't there isn't enough for it if there's a like a a good like novella length of story here oh and here's another thing that always happens mm. always 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 happens mm. in these stories at the end of these stories every single time yeah. is the book ends and i'm like there's still two hours of this audio i mean the story ends like it comes to the end of the story yeah and it's like still like an hour and a half of this audiobook what happens now and there's always these really 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 long 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 drawn out scenes of everyone going about their ways and then this person meets up with this person says oh what are you going to do next oh i'm going to get here and i'm going to go well have a good journey yes i will have a good journey i'm going to go on this thing all right great and i'm going to go here well i hope you have a good life in the future yeah well you go all right and now what are you going to go well we're going to go off on this other thing and we're going to go there and i'm like well of course that nothing's going to go wrong they're just going to succeed because there's not enough there's not another adventure to go on here and go like that and then there's another scene of what are you going to do well i we're going to do this and that person's going to go to jail and this person's going to go here that person's going to be brought to trial it's wrapping up but everything takes so long and then you have like another one where they go all right what are we going to do now well we're going to go up here and then there's this epilogue which is like another half an hour and so i'm like well what are we doing here well we've come home oh great we're back home after this thing (laughs) yes what's gonna happen and they also get the thing where like normally at the end of these stories everyone who's involved gets like an honor in the last one someone gets a medal but they're not allowed to tell anyone because it messes up later chronology or something like that he never mentions the medals he gets at the got at the end of the setaganda book and to do that he gets a medal and says oh we're going to honor you like give you give you the highest honor from our planet to your you know that but nobody but no we're going to keep that secret which oh yeah it's fine it's good it's clever clever writing to get around uh, plot holes and uh, what do you say like retconning no you don't need to retcon anything in in this oh let me just finish my point. Yeah. Um, but what always happens is you get an honour or you get a, a a prize for just being a nice person and getting through conveniently without dying. Yeah. And often it's sort of like you become a leader of your own group and you get, you're now the captain of a spaceship and you yes. get to marry a prime minister and you get to be like the highest operative in this one. In this case, it's not quite as blatant as that, but he pretty much says, oh, I'm going home now. And if it all goes well... It pretty, there's pretty much he's talking to himself going, and if all goes well, I'll become the head of the department at this, you know, at this replicator uh, state. Right, of course. And if, it, and if that goes well, hey, maybe I'll put myself up for election and become the leader of the... Oh, and the I'm whole... just like, yes, of course, because there is nobody who can become... There is nobody who is a lead character in these books who isn't re- rewarded just for their innate goodness with titles with spaceships with monies with massive success and generally with um, positions and positions of power unconnected from any leadership skills that they have presented this guy ethan of athos is a complete and utter moron he's from a protected world now he's the only one from his world who has any Uh, now experience experience. so maybe when he goes home that he's actually what the person who's got the the outstanding yeah he actually knows how to deal with the outside world because he's (laughs) he's literally talked to a woman before you know that kind of stuff so i totally understand when he goes back to his you know backwards country bumpkin religious we don't want women around you know a kind of place yeah uh, he is would he would be the most experienced one there but again it, it feels like even then it's just slipping in and like i say when i say I'm conservative it's sort of like it's very straight down the middle very center center of center right but very very like oh things will work out mm. and order will be restored mm. and everyone will be innately good you know it's it's and rewarded and, and everyone will be rewarded it's yeah. like it's like that pull yourself up by the bootstraps if you just if you just keep up unending goodness in your heart yeah and you will be rewarded with success it's like that yes I, it's I, like I, this uh 
work hard and you No, it's not that it's more like if yeah, if you're good yeah, it's not about working hard. Yes, because but these people don't even work that no, hard. But it's, it's more like, like on, you'll on be rewarded level. for goodness. Yes. And if you're a good person, you will be just be given the leadership role of a whole spaceship. If you're a good person, you will just one day just be handed the leadership role of an entire planet. Yes. You know, and you'll be given medals of honor just by being a good person. And here is me What? reading the war game yeah. and being a uh, hundred and something pages in. Yeah. And guess what happened? What? Something went wrong. Yeah. They took miles back. Yeah. And they secretly because n none of this is is can be out in yeah. the open. Yeah. They secretly rewarded him by putting him in a certain position. Yeah. Is that yeah. where they give him a spaceship? No, no, no. That's oh, just okay. where they they, uh, okay. they they literally say, "Oh, you you just you, you This you there was so much trouble here. Yeah, we just oh, take yeah, they, you they, and put you into security and you yeah they just get they promote him upwards. Yeah. They kick it. They they say they, they it's called kicking someone up door uh, up upstairs or yes. something like that. But also yeah. really hidden and yeah. so like okay sure but yeah rewards. There's one character. Yeah. Who is a man? Okay. And his, and his second name is C. Yeah. And so in the same way that you'd like you're often in books they'll refer to someone as that by their second name yeah he's called c yeah. and so c did this and c did that now we've read so many books recently where there's gender neutral characters and their pronoun their non-gender not their non-binary gender pronoun is often c yeah and wasn't that in sitagunda even no there they were called it Oh. It did this. It, it did that. Yes. And so mm. this is again 1980s. They haven't worked out these uh, uh, non-gender. I'm just saying it was very confusing sometimes because I've obviously listened to enough audiobooks now, but, not actually seeing the words on the page. I yeah. don't know how C is spelt. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. So when he is uh, when he's being referred to by by the audiobook narrator and saying the name, it it just shows how quickly that like a, a genre. A, a gender neutral pronoun mm. or non-binary pronoun or whatever you know whatever you want to use c for like i say it that's just now in my head so when a character actually had that name and they were referring to c did this and then they went and met c yeah. over here yeah it was sort of like oh no but that is actually that is actually a male person who just happens to have it's like c as a name you know, it's like it's like if a guy had um their second name was she like nigel she and it's sort of like yeah. oh yeah let's go and talk to well then it'd be her wouldn't it <laughs> <laughs> but you know what i mean she uh, she did this who uh, nigel nigel is a she it's like yeah it's her second name you know it was that kind of <laughs> mess up all right I, that's all i, I think okay. that's all my notes let me quickly um, go through um, here uh what? Screen, yep did you did you get all your notes otherwise i have another um Another question. Uh, yeah, the only thing is I had third book published. Is this guy the main character for the series? Nope. That was my nope. sit. That was my thing. So that's okay. what it comes down to. It's sort of like this book is a book which is not that great. The main character is not that interesting. And you know what I was feeling of all of my complaints that I really didn't like Miles Vokosigan as a character? You like this guy even less? At least he's doing stuff. Yeah. At least he's using his brains. At least he's intelligent. I mean, he's way too intelligent. He always has. He always says the right thing. This is Miles Vokosigan. Yeah, but I don't think... It, he, for me, he doesn't feel particularly intelligent. No, because everything every, he's just lucky in every situation. Yeah. Uh, no matter what he does or says, the chips always fall for him. You know, yeah. it's like luck is his superpower. Like yeah. that one yeah, from, yeah, was yeah. it Deadpool 2, where they have the, uh, what's it called? Her name is like Jackpot. No, not Jackpot. Where yeah. is yeah, uh, yeah. Lucky, lucky. lucky Boots or whatever her yes. name is. And um, 
yeah and her superpower is that like everyone else is dying and she just walks through and never gets hit by a bullet or whatever yeah uh, that's what miles vokosigan feels like just yes. the hand of the author always gets him out of trouble just sort of like oh and you'll meet someone and they will just happen and if you trust somebody they will just happen to be the most trustworthy person yeah and there will and be it, a guy yeah. that just yeah l likes you yeah we'll just like you. you and just trust you and yeah. you'll just trust them and they yeah. and the person that they do uh is uh it, you know and the person that you find in that way is um is just trustworthy yes um so that's it so that's what i'm saying is it's not a great story and it, but at least it was quick i got through it in two days yeah or, or like three days so like on sunday evening i started listening to it and finished it okay. this afternoon i have two more things oh yeah go, go for it so in the in the next chron in the chronologically written order what is the next What is the next book? Oh, okay. I can go over. Uh, publication order. The next book is Falling Free, which I've read that one already. Let's go over to chronological order. Um, Ethan of Athos. Book 7.1 is Labyrinth and 7.2 is Unknown Book. I don't know what that is. Those are short stories. So I might oh, right. I might not read those because uh, yeah. uh, they're short stories. The next one is Brother in Arms. Brothers in Arms. In the okay. wake... Oh, I don't click my... Um, in the wake of an unexpected planetary peace and the disappearance of the Den Dendari payroll, mercenary captain Miles Naismith, which is Vokosigan, attempts to discover the link between the insufferable captain Galani and the Camoran rebel expatriates. Um, so yeah, Brothers in Arms is the next is okay. the next book in the and series. And in in the uh, in the that, that's chronological order. In the and in the other order. <laughs> Uh, I said Falling Free is is the next book in the series. Oh, right. Which is set a few hundred years before the first book in the series. Oh, right, right. Uh, but then the one after that is then also Brothers in Arms. It's it's book... Brothers in Arms is book five in the publication order and book eight in the chronological order. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, the second... Uh, the so, second... either if I was reading in either order, uh, Brothers would in Arms come, would always be uh, the next anyway. book. Yeah. Um, yeah, and your rating. second point? What? Your rating. My rating, yeah. uh, like two stars. Two. Yeah. Okay. But this is not a two stars. This is a two stars, which I never didn't think I was going to finish the book because it's only seven hours long yeah. and it's But, free. And, and it's, it's like a, a, a lot of You can get away with a lot in a book where it's an audio book where I don't have to spend an audible credit. I'm very yeah, happy true. to spend audible credits for good books. Yeah. I'm always a bit annoyed when I spend an audible credit. On and, a seven hour book. And no, on a bad book right. or a book which I don't enjoy. Thankfully, they let you they let you return the credit. Like yeah. so, often I'll I'll get a, like maybe two hours into a book, go this is not for me. Ask for a credit refund. They give it to me, and then I can spend it on a book that I actually am going to know I'm going to finish. Okay. But yeah, spending an audible credit on a short book makes me feel really bad, and spending an audible credit on a bad book and and it's outstaying its welcome also doesn't make me feel good. In this case, it was short. And it wasn't very good, but it didn't cost me an audible, audible credit. So thank you very much for Audible with this like free stuff <laughs> in the, the library. Audiobook? What? How was the audiobook? Oh, great. It's Grover yeah. Gardner who does these all these books and he's a very good audiobook narrator. Okay. Yeah, he, he's, cool. he does, just does a really good job. That's, like he's that's a, helpful, I guess. He's a very prolific audiobook narrator and is very good. So yeah, that's it. Okay, cool. So I'd say two stars because, again, there's nothing yeah. fundamentally wrong with it as the book that it's trying to be, yeah. which is somebody's third novel written in the 1980s, <laughs> yeah. and it's just some pulpy There's whatever... Like um, some entertainment some for seven hours. Some spy action, some yeah. whatever, and a fun and a, and a mild exploration of genetic engineering and how that might <laughs> uh, play out in the future. Okay. But, but for that, it's fine. But even for a Miles Vorkosigan... Oh, even for a Vorkosigan saga book, <laughs> it's really not good. Like, okay. even for a book series, which I'm really not into, but for some reason I'm reading anyway... Going. To be honest, here's the thing. Yeah. I'm wanting to see how many books I can finish 
by the time I have to start reading Saints of Salvation to catch up with you by oh, the end no. of it. Oh no, you're so making I'm doing it, this one. You're making it a game. And then I'm gonna go oh, for no. another one of the. I'm, what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna knock out these free audio, li- uh, audible audiobook library <laughs> titles. Like I say, maybe I'll go up for the next Embers of War, one of those Knives of Peace or whatever it's called. Um, okay. So and to see if I if I even bother reading that one, if I remember anything about the first book and then get yeah. into it. So that's what I'm gonna do. How many books can Luke finish? Before Juliana finishes, uh, no, before Juliana gets three quarters of the way into Saints of Salvation, so then Luke can start listening to the audiobook and catch up and they finish it about the same time. Okay. What's but that? What's the good that? thing is, next what? week. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you've taken a week I've off taken work. A week off. For yes. our non existent honeymoon. <laughs> but I can read. <laughs> yes, you can. So it won't be that many books. Uh, no, probably not. But again, okay, no, I, did, I did this book in three days. Um, so, uh, yeah. Well, let's see. I'm no, I'm no Jenny from Reading Envy who always seems to post, here's all the books I read in October. Like, I'm like, how do you what? do 27 books? I don't know how she does but, it. But this is her job. Yes. And that's why I have Reading Envy. Uh, yeah. Because I was like, I wish I could read that many books. I just can't. Like, there's no. just no way. Like, I, I could probably do one book per week if I was doing the traveling and stuff. But, you know, at the moment, I'm yeah. not doing that. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I also need to be in the mood for it. Yeah. And now that the, uh, I think now that the, it's now, it, I mean, a bit dark. it was But you said you were going to spend time on the balcony reading in the summer and you didn't. Like, let's quickly yeah. pop over to uh, the SFP, uh, SFBRP listener group. No, that's the wrong page. The SFBRP group. And I'll see what other people say. Lindsay rated it three stars. I already mentioned some of that. Walt O'Hara rated it three stars. Uh, uh, Simcha Lazarus rated it three stars. Buzz Park rated it threes park. Three, <laughs> intelligent three and thought-provoking if not a great story yes <laughs> you can see what I mean. Tom Rowe rated it three stars it looks like every single one of my friends on Goodreads who wrote a review of this yeah. gave it three stars or maybe two and a half but well, it's only there to up. give three. no actually Tom Rowe said the book that I've read completely as an ebook, uh different from most Volkosigan stories 3.5 stars interesting but not a page turner mm. yeah I mean again there are a few little interesting what's the things average uh, rating Oh, well, it'd probably be quite high. Oh, 3.78, which I guess is actually quite low for a um, uh, for a uh, Vorkosigan saga book, I'm guessing. Right. In fact, I can just look here. I'm ge- guessing most of them will be a bit higher. Um, yeah, like Shards of Honor, 4.1. Warrior's Apprentice, 4.29. Ethan of Athos, uh, 3.78. So it is a big drop down. And once you get back to Mars Vorkosigan, Brother in Arms, it's back up to 4.2. Mountains of Mornings, right. 4.2. Yeah. Uh, Borders of Infinity, uh, 4.24. You know, so I think pretty much anything that features Mars Vorkosigan is above four. And all the books <laughs> that don't feature him um, drop down below three. And this very much does not feature him. Okay. That's it. Okay, cool. Well, good podcast. All right, that's it. Um, thanks, everyone. Oh, last uh, last podcast, maybe before we get married, last podcast before an election in America. So that's what we got to do. Yeah. So we're going to finish up now and we're going to turn off our phones and then in the morning we will... Uh, Wake I, up. I, what, I, what I think they're doing is I'm going to set a timer. Uh, I'm going to put my phone on... on F, F, F. Oh, what we should do? We should disconnect the uh, the Wi-Fi router so when we get up in the morning we can both decide to look at the news so we don't immediately wake up, wake up and start scrolling through news on our phones in the morning. What do you think? Mm. US election morning. No. When we get up, it'll be like three o'clock in the morning in America. They'll have some news by then. I guess. What are you going to? What do you think? Turning off the router. I'm, I'm just saying what we could. I'm just saying what we could do so we don't immediately sit there every time we wake up in the night scrolling through. 
I'm not waking up in the night. I'm waking up at eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah. When right. my alarm is going. Who knows off. what will happen by the people listening to this will be it'll already be tomorrow for them and yes. they'll, they'll, oh, they'll yeah, we, they we, already know. We are, uh, we are now talking to future people. Hello, future people. What is it like in A second Trump term? B Joe Biden term? C yeah, no. Yeah. Or D another another yeah there's like there's like 19 outcomes one is trump wins uh one is joe biden wins and then and like then, a 17 yeah. 17 outcomes which yeah. are, shades of politics anyway, i just want to say i'm putting out that i'm very confident in a good outcome in this election we all hope very much so. no 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 i'm saying i'm i'm if i was to bet on it which i don't think you're allowed to bet on elections but if no, i was to bet on elections um, well, I'm too, but I'm 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 ruling more for one of those very specific 17, things, and then like, one of the seventeen. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. To put it this way, if I if I really are going to put it out there and say what happens, it's definitely going to be either one of the seventeen outcomes or Joe Biden winning. I don't think Trump's going to win another term. Uh, like he did last time so let's just put that out there i don't know why we've been talking about politics it's not my favorite topic at all um should we should we leave it there yes oh I yeah think... you can follow me I, i'm at luke burridge on twitter and at luke burridge on instagram and also if you don't care about videos of me juggling you can follow not juggling luke on instagram as well yeah. juliana is is uh at uh j-u-k-u berlin on twitter and on instagram yes i am and you can email me luke at juggler.net you can become my friend on goodreads.com uh you can uh, join in with the discussion over at the sfvrp listener group on goodreads.com and two other things is that you can uh, support us on patreon uh, at patreon.com forward slash Luke Burridge and also what was the other thing that I was going to say I don't know I don't know what else oh I'll put I'll put the uh, I'll put the Amazon uh, wedding list <laughs> link in here you've got everyone's got you've got four days you've got four days although I did say I think I said at the top of the Amazon wish list uh, late gifts fine. welcome it's but uh, yes thank you very much for all your support and your feedback and congratulations we will see you next time thanks a lot for listening oh no I messed it up thanks a lot for listening and uh, we'll catch you next time goodbye